0: Well, hi, Orchard Grove family, welcome. And welcome everybody who's joining us online, wherever you're watching from. We're so glad to have you a part of our family. Today, I wanna talk to you about living free uh, of anxiety. I think uh, way too many people are weighed down and stressed out and full of anxious thoughts. And I think God wants to free us from all of that. And I think anxiety becomes um, the first domino that trips a lot of other problems in our life. So if we could learn to live free from anxiety, it could free us from a lot of other problems that we're having in our, in our own personal life. And I really do believe that if we could live free from anxiety, it could free our society from a lot of problems that we're having in life. And so I wanna read from the gospel of Matthew chapter 11, where Jesus said this verse number 28, come to me, all you who are weary and burdened and I will give you rest. Take my yoke upon you and learn from me for I am gentle and humble in heart and you will find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy, and my burden is light. It's as if we're walking around carrying way too much of a burden in life, way heavier than we were ever supposed to carry. And something about carrying this burden around just increases the number of problems that we have in our life. And that was never God's vision for us. God wanted us to carry a burden, certainly, the yoke but it's not that heavy of a burden it's as if we need something we need a, a small amount of stress we need a little bit we need something to put our shoulder into we need to wake up every day with something to lean against to work on but the the crushing and the unbearable burdens that too many people are carrying today are just causing way too many problems and so jesus offered something better he called it his yoke, um, it was easy, it was light, it was just the, the right uh, burden for you and I to carry. So I wanna share a scripture story from Second Kings. There's this widow and um, she loses her husband and when she loses her husband, presumably she loses her income too. And now these debt collectors are coming after her. And in those days, when a debt collector came after you, they came after your children because they would take them as their possession. They were like the collateral for your debt. And they would take the children away and they would make them their servants or their slaves. And so you can imagine the panic, the anxiety in this woman as she learned that the debt collectors were on their way to take her sons. And so she reached out to um, the prophet Elisha. And the prophet Elisha said to her, do you have anything? you know?" And her reply was, no, we don't have anything, except we have a little jar of oil. That's all the family has left. And Elisha says, you and your sons, you go to the neighbor's houses and collect as many jars as you can. And then he specifically gives this command, don't get just a few. And so they go and they collect jars and they bring all the jars back and they close the door and they take that one little jar of oil and they start to pour and it fills the first jar. And then the mom asked for another one and, and they, they fill the second jar and they ask for a third and a fourth and they keep filling every single jar that they collected from their neighbors is full of oil. And then the mom asked for another jar and the son said, Sorry, mom, there are no more jars. And as soon as they said that, the scripture says, the oil stopped flowing. The oil ran out. And I think it's a lesson for us. I think the the lesson is the jars represent our mind or our mindset. You'll see Jesus also talking about this when he talks about old wineskins and new wineskins. The old wineskins are are, are brittle and hard and they, they can't receive new wine because Um, they can't expand. But the new wineskins can expand. You see, this is always the jar or the wineskin. It's always symbolic of our mind. That is our mindset. The problem was not the flow of oil. The problem was the mind. And what we have to do is we have to free our mind from this idea of lack. And a lot of us struggle with this, that there's not gonna be enough. And so we start to panic and man, I don't know about you, but have you ever done some really dumb things when you're panicking? I mean, we make a lot of big and bad mistakes from panicking. Over and over again in the scripture, the disciples would panic, remember? Something would happen, they'd be out of bread or you know, any number of things would happen. A storm would come and the disciples would panic. And Jesus was always, always calm and collected. You see, having faith does something for you. Having faith, really, it makes you relaxed. And you know, if if everybody just relaxed a little bit more in our world, the world would be so much better. You would be so much better. It's as if everything's designed to get you amped up, to get you panicked, to get you worried. And what faith does when you really, when you really activate your faith is, it takes that away. There's no reason to panic. Jesus didn't panic. There's no need to panic. And so when we have the right mindset, you see, then we can receive the oil. But if we have a small mindset, so the oil flowed for as many jars as there were. And I think there's a lesson for us. You know, if we have a big mindset, right, then there can be a lot of oil. There can be a lot of flowing, but, If we restrict it, then the oil will stop flowing. I think that's the divine flow. I think what God had in mind for you and me is that we stay in that divine flow. We keep our minds and our hearts open. Too often we have a a too small of a view of God, to be honest with you, that we just don't see God coming through for us and, and providing for us and taking care of us. And so we start to restrict the flow. Perhaps the most telling story um, of this whole incident is from one of the earliest stories in the Bible. It's the story of Cain and Abel. And, you know, Cain really shows us what it's like to have a mindset of lack. You know, Cain, as you know in the story, um, was the son of Adam and Eve, and then his younger brother Abel came along next. And Cain was a farmer. He worked the soil, the Bible says. But Abel was a, a, a rancher or a shepherd, and he took care of the flocks. And so one day Cain brought an offering, and from his um, uh, the, the crops he brought an offering to God. And then it says later Abel brought an offering, but it says his offering was the first of his flock, and he brought the fat of his um, of his herds. It's as if. Abel brought something more substantial, more significant. Like Cain was kind of holding on to his offering and Abel was just giving it freely. And of course, what the scripture says is that God looked favorably upon Abel's sacrifice, but on Cain's he didn't. Sometimes that's what happens in life, you know, when you start to restrict the flow, you start to hold on. Then all of a sudden, You you miss the favor and the flow of God, and all of a sudden you're you're on the wrong side of this flow. And this is really important. It says that then Cain's his countenance fell, his face fell, and he became angry. And then, not long after that, not long after the anger, then you have the murder, where he calls his brother out into a field and he takes his life. Now, it might not be too much of a stretch for us to think about this a little bit, because a lot of the problems that we have in our world have to do with anxiety and anger. And those two, I think, are tied together. That when we have anxiety, then we we are trying to control our life, we're trying to control, we're trying to restrict everything because we don't think that there's enough. And then that turns into anger, And then anger turns into violence. And then you have all the perpetuating problems that we see around us. Isn't it amazing that the simple answer to so much of the problems in our life and in our world is faith. It's trust in God, that God's going to take care of it. That God is big enough to take care of it. You know, I think one of the great problems is a lot of people believe in God, that they believe that that God exists, but they don't really trust God. They don't really think that God is big enough to take care of their problem. And so they get involved and they try to control it and they try to handle it. And then they get that, that fallen face, that fallen countenance, that anxiety that goes along with it. Too many believers have anxiety. Too many believers are not trusting God to take care of the problem. And that perpetuates into so many other problems, health problems, relationship problems, right? When you start to control people and control things, and then all of a sudden you become angry and then you become bitter and resentful and the snowball is rolling. And now we're into the problem of Cain. I wanna encourage you to take a different path what Jesus called his yoke. He would say, take my yoke, do it my way. Instead of thinking small, think big. Think about the greatness of God. Just just start here. I mean, just when you think of God, just start to think about the size of the universe that God created. You know, the universe that God created now now we believe, is over 94 billion light years across. (laughs) I I don't even know how to begin to think about how big that is, to travel something at the speed of light, right, for a day. Just think about that. You're flying at the speed of light for one day, now you, That's that's not even getting you, that's like a grain of sand on a beach to what God's ultimate scope of this universe is. 94 billion years you travel that fast to reach one side to the other. And then get this, it's still expanding. Scientists mostly concur that it's still enlarging. If God can't take care of your problems, we all have a lot of problems. But if you stop and think about the massive size of this universe that God created, and that in this universe, we get this one little planet called Earth, and that you and I get the privilege of living on this one unbelievably fine-tuned planet for life. Life that multiplies over and over and over again. Cain and Abel both knew this. They both saw the miracle of multiplication, right? You put a seed into the ground and then it multiplies. Right now, um Charlie's doing a garden with her grandma and it's been really fun. And uh, so I've been helping, you know, build the, the the garden beds and put the dirt in, and and Charlie's got a little wheelbarrow and she's loading in the dirt and, and then grandma got her some little starter plants and some seeds, and so now she's watching these flowers come up and just the other day we went to check on it and she's got these little baby peppers are this big and she's just amazed at them, how you can put a seed in the ground and fruit can come out not just one but many that's multiplication and we take this for granted the miracle of multiplication should not be taken for granted that you can put one seed into the ground and have multiple come out that's God at work. What is God always doing? He's always multiplying, always. Um, Abel knew this with the flocks, you know? The, the two sheep would have another sheep and then they would have another sheep and then they would have another and another and another. And this principle of multiplying was an effect. Now, when you start to plug into that and you start to realize that that's how God made the whole universe, how the whole system works. There's really never a time that you or I should start to panic or fear or worry, but too often it creeps in. You know, in the New Testament, there's all these stories of lack turning into abundance. Remember the story um, when there's the, the the multitude of people and there's no food to eat and and the disciples say, what What should we do? And Jesus tells them to feed them. And they said, Lord, there's no way we could feed them. Um, it would take a month's worth of wages to feed this crowd. And then Jesus asks, just like the prophet Elisha did, well, what do you have? And they found one boy's lunch. And they bring that lunch. And Jesus takes the loaves and the fishes and he breaks them. And he multiplies them. he keeps breaking and multiplying it. And the next thing you know, it feeds the entire crowd. And on top of that, there are leftovers. This is the message. The universe that God created is absolutely abundant. And we need to understand this. We need to believe this. In fact, you can talk to anybody that really knows this field and they will tell you, that our abundant planet that we live on has more than enough capacity to feed everybody on this planet. The problem is what? Misalignment. We we start um, greed and panic and fear and anxiety and people hoard and and they don't share and then you have all these problems. But if we stayed in tune with how God wanted us to do it, Like Abel, we bring our best offering. I think when we bring it back to God, when we keep it in circulation, when we keep the flow, then we realize there's plenty, there's no reason for anyone to panic or fear or fight for that matter. You know what? God wants to more than supply all of your needs. Remember when Jesus said, I came to give you life, in its abundance, the abundant life. That's the life that God wants for you and for me. And that there's plenty to share. There's there's plenty of extra to give and to go around. I don't know about you, but we had a little extra after our Thanksgiving meal. I, I hope that you did at your house too, but it's amazing. You know, what God does when he provides for us, there's always more. But you have to choose the path of faith. You have to choose not not to go the way of Cain, because that way starts to choke everything. It starts to choke off God. And then you realize this is how the flow works. Think of it like water. You know, if you stagnate water, it just becomes decrepit and putrid, and it's like death. But if you keep the water flowing, that is, it's always giving out and receiving in. That's where you find that fresh, clean, crystal clear flowing water. That's the way of God. There's this constant flow in God where he's always giving and we should always be giving. And then the flow keeps coming like that. Don't panic, you know, don't, don't be afraid. Jesus told the disciples, you know, if God feeds the birds of the how much more will he take care of you? Will he feed you? Will he clothe you? Will he take care of you? God will supply all of your needs according to his riches in Christ Jesus. Philippians chapter four. And God is very, very rich. So that's important. If you think about that and you understand that, it can free you. Now, I think as we think about our lives and the, the load that you may be carrying or someone you know, the load that they are carrying, we ask ourselves this question, you know, why am I so weighed down? Why am I so heavy? Why am I so full of anxiety and burden? And maybe the answer is quite simple. Maybe we just aren't trusting God enough. Maybe we need to learn to trust him. And to believe that God's going to provide. Ask yourself, how is your load? You know, what are you carrying around? Have you ever been around people that have a lot of faith? Or maybe you left church one day and you just felt lighter. You felt lifted up. Why? Because faith is like electric. It, it literally like lifts you and it gives you the confidence to know that God's going to take care of it. If you will, um, when you get up tomorrow, Start your day with faith. Start your day with believing and with expectation. Get your jars out, right? Don't get a few, get a lot. And Say, you know what? God's gonna take care of all of my needs. God's gonna provide for everything that I need. I believe you're gonna have a different day and the anxiety, the weight that you feel, you're gonna feel it start to come off of you and you're gonna realize that you're wearing the wrong yoke. You need to take the yoke that Jesus provides. So, as you go into this particular holiday season, I know a lot of people, man, they get way too stressed out. They get way too much anxiety at completely the wrong time of year. The time of year where we should be trusting God more than ever, celebrating God more than ever, a lot of times we're doing the exact opposite. And so this year, this holiday season, approach it differently don't think um, about you know holding on and don't think about being full of anxiety and controlling everything but think about this my God's gonna take care of everything that I need and you you get all those jars and you get them all right there don't get a few and then watch God'. As, the, as you begin to pour, the oil will flow and it will just continue to flow and you'll be amazed at what God can do. I wanna tell you something. In my life, I've learned a couple of things and one of the things that I've learned is that if you get in the divine flow, right? If you stay there connected to God, you will find yourself so um, free in your spirit The Bible says the fruit of that is love and joy and peace. But I've also learned this. Sometimes we try to manage and hang on and control. And man, then you have all the worst emotions, anxiety and fear and anger. And it's just a downward spiral, the wrong direction. So I want to give you an assignment as we you know, move into the the holiday season, first, first, wake up every day, wake up every single day, and thank God for taking care of your needs. Don't think about what you still need or what you, you think you're worried about, or next Tuesday, you thank him that particular day. And this is a key. Jesus said, give us this day our daily bread. You have enough for today and that's where you start and then and then every single night when you lay your head down you do the same thing god i thank you for providing for me today for taking care of all of my needs every single one of them now if you do this in the morning when you get up and at night when you go to bed you will find something's going to happen you're going to seal off every day and all you have to worry about is today jesus said Give no thought about tomorrow. Don't worry about tomorrow. Tomorrow has enough trouble of its own. That's where we always get into trouble is thinking about tomorrow's trouble. I thank you for today, right? When you get up, and when you go to bed, I thank you for today. And you close the, like you like seal it off in one, one compartment at a time. And I love this. Uh, in the scripture, it says, his mercies are new every single morning. And so when you wake up in the morning, you start over. God, I thank you for providing for me today. There's enough for today. And you know what? You'll be amazed at how this will change your mind and it'll change your attitude. Instead of thinking about all the things that you need or you don't have or you're worried about or you're wondering about, and then you get the anxiety going into your mind, you free your mind from all of that. Don't let people rob you of your peace. Don't don't let all these nagging thoughts take that joy away from you. God's providing for you. He's providing for you right now. It, there's an abundance. And I'm not saying you aren't going through some difficulty or some struggle that I don't I don't know about and I've had struggles too. It's a part of life. But what you when you look back you you realize God's always taking care of you, right? He's always gotten you through and he's always going to get you through. So don't let anxiety win the day. Let faith win the day. That's how you go forward. Your life of faith is a powerful force. It's a force, literally. And what it can do is it can ignite things inside of you. And that's why Jesus says, if you have faith like the size of a mustard seed, right? That's all that you need It's just that little bit and it has so much power. You know, people of faith also should be people of peace. And in this season, you know, we need peace. We don't need people promoting more war or fighting and all of these kinds of things. We need everyone to promote peace. As much as possible, the scripture says, "Live at peace with one another." And if you have faith, the next thing you should do is pursue peace, because you should realize God's going to take care of me. I don't, I don't need to be grabbing and taking. That was the whole lesson of Cain and Abel; they had the wrong focus, right? So my prayer, right, and it could be peace, um, like globally, like the problems that we're having in our world, but it could be just peace. In your own relationships and things that you're dealing with around you, with family members or coworkers or whoever they are, you know, let them let them have it. You remember the story in the Old Testament where Abraham was traveling with with Lot, his nephew, and there was quarreling between the two of them. And uh, so Abraham did something that was pretty powerful. He says to Lot, "Look at out in front of you. Look at all these fields out here." He said, because both of their, their, um, uh, their herds were increasing, and so the, the shepherds, they both had shepherds in their camps and they were fighting with each other you know, over territory. And Abraham said, no, we don't need to do this. Lot, look out there. If you go to the right, I'll go to the left. If you go to the left, I'll go to the right. <laughs> I remember my brother and I, we would be fighting over uh, the last cookie or something like that, we always hit a rule. One person cuts and the other person picks, right? So you, you can't cut and pick because otherwise someone would, you know, cut it, you know, three quarters of the way over and pick the three quarters of the cookie. So you you if you're cutting, you're very meticulous, right? So that you didn't you didn't lose out. But Abraham didn't care. He's like, you go this direction or you go that. I'll take the other one because why? He had faith that God was going to provide. You see. It's so freeing when you can get to this spot in life. Instead of trying to manage it and navigate it and push Lot in a certain direction, Abraham just trusted God. And sure enough, Lot took what he thought was the best part and Abraham took what was left. (laughs) I know from being a dad, I eat a lot of leftovers, right? Charlie, I make French, or not French toast this morning, this morning it was cinnamon toast, right? And she eats all the in part with the good butter and the cinnamon sugar, and then she leaves the crust. And I eat the crust, I eat the leftovers, right? So sometimes you can feel like that. You feel like, I don't wanna eat the leftovers, but listen to me. God always, always, always takes care of his own. You are a son or a daughter of God, and God is always gonna take care of you. And so you don't have to get involved in the fighting. You don't have to just just let people take what they wanna take so bad. And you trust that God is gonna take care of you. As we say, you let it go, right? You let go and you let God, God will take care of it. And of course we know how well God blessed Abraham. And I know God's gonna bless you. Being free from anxiety, being free from anger, being fear from fighting. These are all the fruits of having a life of faith, which is just trusting God. And I know that God's gonna provide for you and God's gonna take care of you.